Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am Chris McKeegan PT and welcome to season three of my ridiculous podcast series that I started over a year ago just like I try and impress a girl that I wanted to go on a date with. That is actually a true story. Um, so before I start with my special guest, uh, I, was, I always want to say this week, but I never do it weekly. Uh, but before I introduce him, um, I want to thank Dylan Sanders for being my previous guest. Um, it was very interesting to have a chat with an Australian in quarantine before he was set free. Um, he's now loving life on the Australian Golden Coast whilst we're all sat inside on a grey, miserable English afternoon. Um, right, so my guest um, for this episode is that we've never actually met and I only came Oh, I only became aware of you after I did a podcast with a mutual friend of ours, a chap called Brendan Loden, who will probably love the shout out. Um, but yeah, you're a professional wrestler. And I found out today after doing some research, because I did some research, you've got your own Wikipedia page. That's pretty cool. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, um, Mr. Liam Slater, otherwise known as Liam Lazarus. That's the one, Chris. How are you doing? I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be talking to you. Good, good. Um, so yeah, you are a well, you're a, you're a personal trainer and a professional wrestler. So before we sort of divulge any further, tell me a bit more about like how you started off. Like, were you a PT then a professional wrestler, or was it the other way round? And yeah, just a bit about yourself, mate. So it, it was the other way around, really. I I've been a huge fan of wrestling pretty much my entire life um, to the point where I can't really remember where it started I just remember always loving wrestling um, can, you not remember, can you not remember it because I can remember this, the exact promo that sucks me in the exact like, one that, it always comes up with people and, and genuinely I struggle to answer it I have I have a vague recollection of it being The Rock I, I feel like The Rock is involved in it somehow okay. Um and then after that point, uh, there's something to do with gold dust. Uh, but again, oh, it's God, a really, amazing. Yeah, it, but it's a real hazy point. Uh, around, I would say, 1999, and I'd have been six, I think. And like, and that's only from me really tracing it back over time and going, well, I remember this, and I was collecting these, and I had this game. And then around this point, it starts getting a little bit hazier. So around 99, I got into it. 2007-year-old he was like super in and super locked into it um, anyway to, to go forward in time a little bit I was in college and I was reading a magazine called Fighting Spirit magazine which is a, a UK publication about wrestling um, mostly American stuff but a little bit of UK stuff and there was an advertisement for a show in Wakefield and they had an academy in quotation marks and I was like oh like this is close to me I've got a job like I had a way of getting there I was like cool because at that point in time the only school I knew about was All-Star Wrestling in Liverpool I'm like well I guess I'll have to go to Liverpool then at some point um, anyway went along it was a warehouse it had a couple of rings in it the, the roof was ripping but I was like this is it I'm here like, this, is, this is wrestling Like, um, and then went along just to try it out went back the next week went back the next week and that just it became my life throughout the end of college it was all I was doing I went to uni to, to wrestle and I wanted just three years of being able to wrestle and not really like worry about like a job <laughs> came to the end of the unit um, I went right okay I'm going to have to do something my part time job had ended 
and I went, most of it, I'm just going to go in and, and wrestle full-time. Being a full-time wrestler in England, especially when you're still young into it, isn't the most lucrative job in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was finding that in, in training sessions, I was getting a real big buzz out of like helping people and, and, and coaching people in a way. People were asking me for advice in like the gym because I was fairly well-known in the little community that we had is like understanding the gym and, and saw how to use it. Yeah. And it, I sort of went, well, if I can't do wrestling full-time, at least I can do personal training where it fills up my weekdays. You know, it shouldn't interfere with stuff. I can move, I'm a bit more in control over my time rather than someone else being in control of my time. Um, so then went and went and studied, um, did a six-week intensive course because I had nothing else to do. So I was like, let me get into it and let me get it done. Um, and then joined the gym where the wrestling training was at. So it was like a real nice mix of stuff. Um, I ended up leaving there, had a bit of a hiatus from wrestling, went into a, a bigger chain gym um, and took into personal training full-time out of that. And then got back into wrestling again, going down a different route again, where I'm about to leave that gym to go into a, a new space. So yeah, that's that's my entire life for you, Chris. There you go. Fair. Um... So yeah, you mentioned that being a British wrestler isn't the most lucrative. Um, I won't spend forever going on about it because most of our re- uh, most of our listeners probably don't even know. But obviously, a few years ago, the WWE just swamped all of the uh, UK talent. Now, how did that affect the actual independent scene? Because that must have been great in some respects. That there's now an actual opportunity for British wrestlers to, you know, work for the biggest promotion in the world but at the same time uh, all these indie British promotions are just getting swamped and all their big guys have been taken and it must have been a bit of a double-edged sword in some respects so yeah what, what's your view and stance on it? it? It was in essence the whole reason really why WWE took a, a bigger interest in, in the UK scene and started NXT UK was because at the time, there was um, ITV standing. Yeah, the, the World of Sport. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I was, I was actually, I, I was on World of Sport, and I was fairly involved with the people that were behind the scenes running the World of Sport stuff. So I almost saw it from a different, a different angle, and I, I remember having conversations with, with people that were involved in it, going, "Well, if they want to come over and have a competition, let's let's give them a competition. Let's give them something to go at." Yeah. So like we did world of sport um and unfortunately it was just a case uh i felt like the production let it down and the and the, the editing let it down really because when we were there like we were in norwich we had four days there we filmed it and on the last day i just remember thinking like that was good like that that was really that this could be something and we all left on this massive high and then we watched the first show and we were just like oh no. No, this isn't the one. Because <laughs> I am, because um, obviously being a wrestling fan, I watched World of Sport, and I vividly remember there was a match between Will Ospreay and um, well, he's had about a hundred different names now, but Harry Smith, uh, yeah. British Bulldog's son, and I remember that match being absolutely brilliant. Like it was fire, but like you said, the way it was presented, it was. It didn't do it any favours, if I'm being brutally honest. And it was such a shame because there were some really good... There were some good characters. Like, there was... I can never remember his name, but he was a big bloke with a mask and... Creator. Yeah, I loved him. I was like, he's amazing. 
And then they had the the baby like the the baby face top guy who won the belt. Again, I can't remember his name. But I just thought this it could have been brilliant, but I just thought the way it was presented, it was very Saturday afternoon. Yeah. And it sh- like if it was just a bit rough around the edges, I felt it could have been like amazing, which is yeah, a real absolutely. shame. It's it, a it real is, shame. Um, so in that respect, I, I, again, I sort of saw it from a bit of a different angle, but then. In, in regards to the full scene, I suppose to, to relate it a little bit to fitness, it'd be like if you had a couple of independent gyms that were in, in a, a town centre and then like Pure Gym came and just like slapped a big, a big chain gym right in the middle of it and then we're just, we're going to people's gyms and then taking like the best staff and being like, come over here. Yeah. Um, it sort of felt that way in a way, but then also because there was more eyes on British wrestling, it meant that people would then actually go into the little independent stuff a little bit more as well, because they were like, yeah. oh, well, there's, there's wrestling where I live. Let me go and check it out. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, right, so I asked you for five things that you hate about the fitness industry, and I feel this could be hilarious. Um, but before we do that, I had another wrestler on my podcast a while ago, and I asked him three quick fire questions. So I'm going to ask you the same three questions. Now, the first one, I'm going to have to reword it slightly, but number one, who should have won the Royal Rumble this year? Um, I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you, because I am a huge AEW mark. Um, okay, all right. Been, I've not really been keeping up with WWE. Um and I've gone completely blank on who won it. So anybody who wasn't that person, I guess, who did win it? Uh, Edge. Edge. Oh, um, I'm all right with Edge winning it. I'm, I'm okay with Edge winning it. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm really struggling to tell you someone that is is on a roll in WWE at the moment. Maybe Biggie. You know Biggie had a decent run. Like he, he Biggie you know, was my pick. I, I, I thought like, he would have been amazing, but. Yeah, but then again, but I, I don't blame you for checking out. I can, I yeah. can see why the picture. I uh, I don't blame you for checking out WWE because lately it's been trash. It's not been I'd, great. Yeah, I'd I'd really gone off of it for a, for a good while back. Um, for for me, it's really overproduced. In the same way, again, just to link it to gyms and stuff like that. This is no knock on pure gym because I think a, a pure gym is fine for a lot of people's taste, but yeah. for me. I like a bit of a grittier gym. Like I like a gym where you can feel like there's like you can feel the iron, you can feel the metal, um, and it's a, it's a little bit dirtier almost. And I feel like the WWE is really well produced. And yeah, that all makes, it takes me it's, out of it, it a little bit. It's like it's like you said, it's too polished. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, I want to go to a gym and you know feel the chalk in the air and the music's a little bit excuse me, a little bit louder and and, and again, there are days, nothing wrong with pure gyms, they do their bit, but I, I yeah. like a pure gym, we've got a pure gym that's near us, uh, my girlfriend goes to it, and for her, it completely fulfills that need of yeah. what she needs the gym to be and, and no knocking it, because it's it's a great facility, is it a facility that I want to go to? Not particularly. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only good thing that WWE are doing in a minute is Bobby Lashley has finally won the title. Yeah. Yeah, About time. Um, So, okay, second question. If you're going to be in a tag team, who would you like your tag team partner to be? Um, 
despite being the the whitest guy in the world, I would <laughs> I would be joined onto a team with, and this is an AEW team. That, so already we're talking about a niche topic anyway. I'm going to go even more niche. The called the acclaimed is Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Um, if you haven't seen their stuff, check them out. And I would just like it to be basically they're like a bit of a rap team. Uh, so Max yeah. Caster does all the rap, and Anthony Bowens is just there, like pulling reactions. I would love to be like the whitest guy in the room, just being like, oh, that was cool. And, and just completely... <laughs> just, just being like the bloke at the back going, oh. That would be me. So, yeah, that's, that's the team that I would like to join into a faction, I guess. Do rubbish on and, your questions. Really. Sorry. And, uh, it's all right. And final question, who's the greatest? Who's the greatest ever? I would have to go purely based on my nostalgia and the time period of The Rock like for, for me if we're talking someone that encapsulated wrestling for me and also what I think a wrestler is I, I would say The Rock is that guy um, obviously he had to work with people and he had to have people to bounce off of but just there's a reason why he's gone on to have such a successful career in Hollywood I 100% agree I think I so back in the day when it was Stone Cold and The Rock, like that, I was always a rock guy. Oh, I don't know, that's an email coming through. I'm going to turn my emails off. Um, I was a massive. I was always a fan of The Rock, um, even though Stone Cold is amazing. Um, but yeah, the 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 um, when I was so I'm a lot older than you. I'm nearly forty. So when I first started watching wrestling, it was. Uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage, he cut a promo and that's what sucked me in. So I was always, yeah. as a kid, a Hulk Hogan guy. So when the Hulk Hogan, the rock match happened, it was literally like, fuck. Yeah. Um, See, I'm on, I'm the mania before you, where for me, best match of all time is Rock and Austin, WrestleMania oh, 17. Yeah, for, those a- that, for those that don't watch wrestling, don't know anything about wrestling, the only thing I can say to you is go onto YouTube, type in The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 17, and watch the highlight package with Limp Biscuit in the background. Yeah. My way. Yeah. The best. It's the best. That, that, for me, is the peak of wrestling. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I Yeah, such a good match. I thought all three of their matches were good, um, but that one especially was phenomenal. If I, I could spend all day talking about matches people need to watch, but we won't. We won't no, go we down won't. there. Um, so yeah, I asked you to pick five things about the fitness industry that you dislike. Now, as personal trainers, yeah, we are supposed to be positive and everything, but every now and again, there are things that wind us up or do our head in. So yeah, just reel off, you know, why or your pick, why you picked it. We can then discuss it and go from there. So that's cool pick, so, num- pick, pick number one as a, as a bit of a forward going into this there's a couple of things that I say where like I'm probably guilty of it as well especially as I get towards the bottom end and also I've gone from fairly light hearted to a fairly serious one on the end of it okay alright um, but um, yeah I can go back and forth on these in my own head so uh, while, I'm sitting, while I'm picking them out I can also probably see the justification for it as well but I would most likely say that I dislike them so my number one is um, Jim Bros not re-racking the weights oh. so, like, 
<laughs> my, my argument for this is if you're a gym bro if you love going in and getting a pump and you love hitting chest on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and every single day of the week why do you not re-rack your weights if you love the gym that much why would you not just put the fucking dumbbells back um, yeah. but instead nine out of ten times when I'm in the gym and I might be going around and like cleaning stuff up it's because there's been a group of lads that have done a, a fucking tricep of shoulder movements and then they've just flung the dumbbells and left them I that I'm with you it really winds me up um, it's it's a little bit different I remember once I um, I was doing an induction for this um, woman she's probably about 40-ish years old and she said to me like quite innocently oh you know do you put the weights away after you've used them and I was like yeah like obviously yeah um and I'm the first gym ever worked in as part of the induction we've literally pointed a sign that said you know put your weights away if you don't you're automatically barred and like you said if you go to the gym that much why would you disrespect it by leaving dumbbells on it or worse leaving your sweaty tissue on the floor that yeah that makes my blood boil um why why do the gym bros do it i mean you can clearly lift them up and do your 10 bench presses with them so what's the harm in walking over and like i've always said to people if you you know, if you've done your set and you're that fatigued and you're genuinely struggling to put the weights away, I'd rather you come up to me and go, dude, a little bit embarrassing, but I'm fucked. Can you put this away for me? Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Like, no no drama. Or if, like, someone who's new to the gym is like, I've picked up this weight, it's too heavy, can you help? Yeah, of course. Like, I- I've been there, I've gone, I could do that 50. No, I can't. Yeah. So, it, it just... It just annoys me. And Jim, I mean, Jim Bros in general, there's about a million different things I could have a go at, but. <laughs> try, yeah. try to limit them and sort of pick, pick one area out of it. Um, for me, like the worst case scenario, or the, the worst thing that I ever saw with it, um, was some dude that had, uh, he must have been like a blue moon because he was doing legs, loaded up the leg press, like 20s and 20s and 20s and 20s and 20s. He got on there, <laughs> did a quarter rep. He got back off again, just walked off and did something else. Oh, and then mate. Um, looked at the leg press and was just like, oh, this is too much for me to take off and started walking away. And I was working out at the time and I went, excuse me, well, do you want a hand taking this off so you can use the leg press? And she's like, yeah, please. I unloaded it. I'm like, they nearly put off a girl from, or they nearly put off a person from doing yeah. their workout that they wanted to do and potentially ruined what could have been a really positive and impactful thing it's just it's inconsiderate is the way that I feel about it's, it it's um use a leg press as a prime example if you have loaded loads of weight on the leg press I, I even I do this once I finish I'll go to whoever's working in my gym I'll go do you mind just give me a quick hand otherwise I'm going to be here all day again I would rather someone come up to me and go mate I've loaded up the leg press I'm finished now could you just give me a hand yeah sure okay I would rather that than someone leaving like five six hundred kilos on the yeah like sex it's gonna put someone off and yeah there's there's no need for it it's um that that and people who do like you said like the the super try ultra set and there's about 20 sets of dumbbells and you just think i'd rather you just asked yeah then just leave them there but no I, absolutely I, 
I, I feel this this will be one of the things that is never going to go away from gym life. There's always going to be someone who just leaves a shit lying around. Yeah, yeah, and, pretty much. And it, again, uh, it depends on where you go, um, and it depends on it depends on the gym atmosphere as well. I think, and this is what, and again, another reason why I'm more drawn towards these independent spin disorders type places because for the most part the people that are going there really care about the gym so then they look after it a little bit better and there's also um so i started off um in a um at the time it was more aimed for powerlifters and strong men it's now kind of morphed into more of a crossfit gym but even so like you know we'll turn up tops off chalk you know shouting sniffing salts death metal playing you know, lobbing weights all over the place. But when we finished, we always put it all away because we knew the bloke that owned it. Whereas if you go to a pure gym, you know, nine times out of 10, the staff don't want to, you know, they don't want to rough, ruffle people's feathers. So they won't go up to the big bloke and yeah. go, boy, put your weights away. I, on the other hand, I'll shout at everyone, boy, put it away. But yeah, I, I feel it's one of those things that is as old as a tale of time, people not really racking their fucking weights. I think so, Right then, number two. So, number so, two. So you started off quite light, you said, and it's going to get worse. Okay, a little right. bit. I think there's a there's a, a bit of a change point as we go through. Number two is still fairly light-hearted. Um, this is V-Shreds. Um, and again, a bit of a two-parter. <laughs> so V-Shreds is an idiot. The company that do it are dumb. I, I hate the adverts. Every single the fitness video that I watch, as an advert from um, from Vistas, but currently at the moment, the entire like fitness YouTuber community is on a bit of a crusade to stop V-Shred. And every right, single they're... video I see them coming out of is like, stop V-Shred, just don't acknowledge it. They're like, don't give so, him that view time. So the reason I laugh is because, as you just said, every video I come across on, um, YouTube is stop V-Shred, stop V-Shred. And I actually watched, there's one, I can't remember who it's by, but it was like a whole documentary about how the like, yeah, whole yeah. brand was set up and how that bloke is just like the face of it all and how it's all. And I was just like, I cannot believe that this company actually exists. Like, their reviews are yeah. awful. The things they say are so batshit backwards. And it's, it's, one of the main things I, I say to people that the fitness industry is a dark, horrible place at times because it's things like B-Shred who are just, you know, they will say whatever they have to to get your money out of your pocket and that's it. And I just feel like for, for honest personal trainers who are trying to earn a living and try and make the world a better place, you then get people like that. Oh, oh I could go on like V-Shred all day. Plus, Jesus Christ, I just... He's got the most punchable face in the world, has he not? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the worst, like, for me, on that front, while, yes, I, I don't I don't agree with anything V-Shred comes out with, to the point where I've sat and watched adverts for two minutes and gone, this guy, or now the company, whatever it is, are the fucking worst. But I feel like the more that you point towards them, just the more that it becomes in people's heads and I feel yeah. like probably the better way that we can go around solving a, a V-shred problem is just by putting out good content and people might go through V-shreds and they, the, I, I reckon the worst case scenario is they don't make any change with it and they go well that were a waste of money and then hopefully they come and find 
the correct answers out of it. Now, if it was killing people, then I'd be like, yeah, completely stop out of it. Yeah. But people have journeys and people will find the right stuff in the end. Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, just because you and I don't agree with a particular training method doesn't mean, you know, everyone should avoid it. But V-Shred, like, it's... It was literally a company, an advertising marketing company, made, and they just pump all their money into this advertising. And you just think, like, that's four blokes or women or whoever have just set up a company. They picked a pretty boy to be the face of it all, which, you know, it's a smart move. You wouldn't pick some ugly motherfucker, wouldn't you? But, but then, you know, like some of the videos he's like he's making, and I just so again, if you're going to be this ultra rich company and you've got all this money behind you even some of the videos that they make are a little bit oh yeah uh, they're badly edited it almost looks like he's stumbling on his words there are some portions where he doesn't even know what he's talking about you can kind of tell that he's just like and it's like okay mate you're genetically gifted with a nice set of abs but and and even on this documentary they put side by side a video that um uh, Jeff Cavalier. Um, yeah, that's yeah, Jeff Cavalier. Um, the, the video. So you've obviously seen the same documentary, yes. and it's yeah. yeah. And I was just like that. I mean, yeah. Right. At the end of the day, the fitness industry, we all copy each other, but we put our own spin on things. But he didn't even do that. It was just literally it's shot for shot, more or less word for word. And you just think, all right, mate, why? Why would you do that? Yeah, fucking melon. And, and hopefully, it's a case of. Enough people see through it that they go, I'm just going to stop buying this sort of stuff. Um, and then eventually there'll be a V-Shreds 2.0 that comes out. And again, I think as long as people are putting out good information, good content, then that will eventually, not trump it, but people will find find the way out of it. They'll find the journey that they need to take. I do feel um, that, now, that nowadays um, like there's less and less focus on this out of date, you know, bullshit way of losing weight. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and the more people posting things on, you know, your Instagrams or whatever, um, these, you know, little, little by little, these bigger companies are, you know, getting people taken away. And I, you know, I don't have a problem with an influencer making an app or making a program or whatever, but it's, it's, like V-shreds are almost dangerous and then some of the uh, supplements they bring out and some of the claims that they make like oh it's just fucking ludicrous and it makes our job so much harder when you've got yes you know when you've got someone like Doris Doris is a made up person but when you get Doris comes to the gym and you know she hasn't got a clue because she's been told you know don't eat carbs don't eat after six don't do this don't do that and then we've got to then spend weeks, months, years going, actually, well, that's nonsense. Cut that out. That That's a lie. That's a lie. And it's it's really difficult. Like when people have been told for years eating carbohydrates is bad for you, then we turn up and go, no, it's not. It's fine. Uh, it's no wonder that people haven't got the foggiest about nutrition or how to lose body fat or, you know, get stronger or whatever. It's just... Oh, anyway, that's I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's all right. My 
my number four is now going to become my number three just because it links very nicely into that. Um, non-fitness people giving fitness advice. So this almost goes outside of um, the health and fitness space, um, but still very much applies to it. So, for example, at the moment with the government where they seemingly have gone like, oh, we're going to do something about obesity. And Boris Johnson is there saying like, oh, I've cut down my carbs and I'm not eating chocolate at night. And I'm going out to walk my dog a little bit more regular. And then I saw something with a woman, I don't know the program, but a woman that had some resistance bands and she was like, and this is the blue one. And then this is the green. And then you do your leg push-ups with this. And it was like what are you saying but unfortunately these people are on mainstream tv and it's mm-hmm. like now i can have opinions about loads of things i can have opinions about politics i can have opinions about it about whatever the difference is that i'm not going on mainstream tv and going this is how you do politics but for some reason this woman whoever it was in a kitchen somewhere can be like these resistance bands are really good for tearing your hamstrings off because this leg push-up I'm just literally extend, extending my leg into a band I don't get it uh, and it, again it's dangerous just like you mentioned before it's uh, uh, we, you and I talked about this uh, the other day um, and I 100% agree with you I think like like I said I, I admire the government that they're now finally kind of going right obesity is a problem we should really start to look at it so for that respect, I can applaud them and go, finally, thank fucking Christ. And I also applaud that they um, recently hired a mental health ambassador. So first and foremost, why is there not a physical health ambassador? Why have they not picked... Uh, there's hundreds of influencers they could choose. There's hundreds of fitness people they could pick. Why not just pick someone who knows about it all? Just go, right, you're our, you're our ambassador. Off you go. And going back to Boris Johnson yeah again fair play Boris you've lost a bit of weight but telling the country you know oh I cut out carbs I don't eat chocolate like we were saying in our private DMs like once you start restricting things you're only going to want more so for example if I said to you don't think about a purple elephant the first thing you're going to think about is a purple elephant so if I say don't eat chocolate the first thing you're going to do when my back's turned you're going to eat a bit of chocolate and you know this banning foods or saying that certain things are good and bad is not in my opinion is not the correct way to go instead there should be i personally think we should be educating people about calories and energy balances and stuff like as young as like school, like primary school like there's nothing there is i've always said there's nothing wrong with being overweight if you have the tools and the know-how to then lose weight so for example when it gets to you know like lockdown for example you know some of us have put on weight but you know at the same time we know how to reverse it but there's a lot of people that haven't got a fucking clue and that's not their fault that's from poor education poor media and now we've got boris who i believe he's doing the right thing but doing it in a bad way and then there was also um, don't know if you remember this a few months ago there was that whole misguided scandal where a non-fitness influencer was doing a workout and the form was absolutely appalling and it's like again 
I'm not a politician, so I'm not going to tell you how to vote. If you're not a qualified personal trainer, why are you doing Instagram live workouts? Like, it's it's just, it's fucks. And what's even yeah. worse, you don't even... Like, so for you or I to go to the gym floor, we would need a physical certificate to show that we are qualified. If we wanted to do it online, don't need shit. And no, I think that's... Easy. I think that's fucked. I yes, think that is yeah. absolutely fucked. I agree. Um, I, I think it becomes it becomes this wider scale of people are, who have had a bit of experience with, say, for example, not to rag on Boris Johnson too much, but have had some experience with losing weight. He's lost a bit of weight. That then doesn't qualify him to be able to say, this is how you lose weight and these are the ways around it. The nuances of coaching is understanding the principles and then how do we apply it to person to person? Yes. And, and taking different people's circumstances out of it. Um, and again, on that point, it's we're all around going, oh, we're going to ban foods. But then we need to think, like, there's a reason why people eat those foods because they enjoy them. So how do we balance that out? Often the cheaper and the more readily available. Yeah. And they're easier to consume. If it comes to it, am I going to go and cook a meal or am I just going to go grab a couple of biscuits if I'm really hungry and if I've not got if I've not got a lot of time in quotation marks, probably just going to go grab those biscuits. Why do we want to eat the meal? Because it's better for us, because it's more filling, because it's going to do it better in the long term. Um, and again, it just comes to the point of people being qualified for the job that they need to do. It's, um, it's an interesting point that you say, because um, I made this point a while ago that, you know, um, I don't know if you remember uh, last summer they were they were talking about banning certain foods from adverts and yeah. banning like two for ones on things like chocolate bars so I was like right okay so not only in a pandemic are you now trying to make food more expensive but we're also in a pandemic you know if people want to sit and eat chocolate all day fucking let them yeah. um, and yeah you're right it is more often not cheaper to grab a couple of biscuits and it is to plan a meal so like like we said there needs to be better education on this that and the other and also as well you said there that we have to apply these uh, apply these um, uh, coaches coaching points and principles to different people now you and I both know that in order to lose body fat we need to be in a calorie deficit and it really is as simple as that if you're just interested in losing body fat However, I feel that you can't just go up to someone who's 30 stone has never worked out or looked at their diet in their life. You can't just go, boy, mate, eat less, move more, yeah? Like, there's there's a lot more going on psychologically and why they've chosen to, you know, why are they over-consuming foods? Is there something about exercise, like exercise they don't enjoy? At the end of the day, you don't need to join a gym or, or even exercise to lose weight. So there's a number of things that as coaches and personal trainers, we have to look at and understand the principles behind it and how we can help them with this. Because, you know, it, like it, it, although it is as easy as eat less, move more, but for some people, there's a case of, okay, well, why are you eating more? You know, why aren't you doing this? Are you not exercising because you don't enjoy it? Is there health? Like, there's so much going on. And like you said, it's... I mean, you get some Burke who's been on the only way is fucking Essex doing a workout. You just think, why? Just... 
fucking why and it's because they want to make money selling skinny coffee which is another thing I could rant about all fucking day but we shan't um so yeah I I agree that people who aren't in the fitness industry should just like yeah just pipe down like I know certain people who are in the process of becoming qualified and they're you know they're doing fun little tiktok things on instagram and whilst again a part of me is going well this is harmless like you know people are seeing it cool but you're also not qualified so if you know if someone did get injured the liability is on you or you haven't got insured like there's there's more to being a pt than just going oh cool i know how to work out and i wish more people knew Poor Boris, that's giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but moving on to my next one. Um, so this is number four. This is um, the Stairmaster step machine and random flailing legs on the Stairmaster or step machine, whatever you want to call it. Why? <laughs> like, okay, I, I get it. Um, I, I can see why people would do that because they think it's about glute activation and these little kickbacks and step backs and all this sort of stuff. And the bit that I saw is because they've obviously seen people online doing these things and suggesting this and these people have nice bums and they've gone, well, I want to have a nice bum, so I'm going to do that. But they don't see the process of that person who is either used heavy resistance training to build up a bum or just genetically, they have a big bum and then they're doing these kickbacks. So then you see these young, and again, really, it's young girls that are going on the step masters they don't really understand it, that think, oh well I need to lose weight because that's the standard that I'm at but then also this is going to help me build a big bum and I just I feel for them because to give them the right information is a very delicate and difficult task but yeah, yeah it infuriates me because I see it I'm like what are you doing it doesn't do anything like just just walk upright don't punch it over and hang on to it the amount of times I see someone killed over on the Stairmaster I'm like are they okay oh no they just can't be going to stand up but on a more serious note I would uh, to give them that education especially from my perspective where I'm a, a, a male dude that's walking around the gym I can't just approach this 16, 17 year old girl and be like hey do you know that you need to be doing this this and this because it's a very delicate subject Yeah, and I don't want them to like to, to be perturbed and to put off the gym because I've gone over to them and they perceive me going over to them as telling them off yeah it's um, it's funny you mention this because uh, uh, one of my friends is also PT Ryan we moan about this constantly it's just like again it's something that these young girls would have seen an influencer doing because it looks more interesting than just normal stairs um, but I and I'm not going to name names because she is a sweet girl but there's a girl that I know at my gym who I'll give her credit where credit's due like recently she has been training heavier and you know getting some actual weight on the squat rack on the barbell uh, for a hip thrust and what have you but I remember she um, she'd always spend like a good half an hour after her training on the Stairmaster and I was like same to you so I, I have, I'm I'm a little bit more brash in my gym so I could kind of I kind of get away with just going oi so I said to her why are you wasting your time on the Stairmaster and she said oh it's because it uh, helps get rid of hip dips and I had to really 
really hold my tongue and go, it fucking doesn't though, does it? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I listened to you talking about this, or at least a, a, a thing on hip dips. Oh, mate, it's... Oh, I, I could honestly go on about it all day. Like, if a girl, if you are a female and you're wanting to get a bigger bum, first and foremost, and there's two PTs here that could back this up, but first and foremost, you need to actually start lifting heavy. Get some yeah. resistance on there. Um, number two, being a calorie surplus because you're going to need those calories to build the muscle. And, and honestly, trying to tell a girl to eat more, like some girls in particular, it's re- like they cannot get their head around it. They've been told and conditioned, you must lose weight. You must eat 1,200 calories a day. And I'm going, no, no, you need to be at least like 2,000 calories if you want to start building your butt and your legs. Number three, train everything not just your bum like you know your legs your hamstrings even like your top half as well because there's nothing worse than seeing these tiny little shoulders in this massive house um it's again it's so simple for us if you want to build muscle lift weights lift heavy weights and being a calorie surplus but again you and i just can't go up to a 16 17 year old girl and just go yeah eat some steak and lift it's not as yeah. easy, like for these girls, it's no. not as easy as that. They've been told for years that they have to do this, they have to do that, they have to do this exercise, they have to only eat salads. And it's just, it's like, do you know what? I, I genuinely think it's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah it absolutely. really is. And like you said, it's especially the younger girls um, who, you know, they'll see someone on Instagram and who's got a massive ass and they'll go, right, I need to copy what they're doing. And, you hit the nail on the head there. You might genetically never have a great bum. For example, I genetically have massive calves, and people always come up to me go, "Oh, how you know? How'd you get your calves?" I've never done a calf raise in my life, mate. I've just I don't know. I've just been born with them. Some people yeah. are going to be born, like you said, with a more aesthetically pleasing bum, to put it politely. So. Yeah, the stairmaster thing annoys me not just because it literally doesn't do anything because you're not adding any resistance to the movement, but it's going back almost to your point beforehand where an influencer does something because it looks better and it gets them more engagement. Yet these people are now going into the gym and copying it, and we're almost there, like slapping our heads on our, ha- on our heads, going, "Yeah, it just it's, it's, it looks." It, it's almost it sending the industry good. backwards. Yeah, like it, if they could see it from the outside point of view and you could understand the reasonings around it, they would probably see that it does look ridiculous. But unfortunately, I think this touches into the point of they're being conditioned to lose weight, they're being conditioned that cardio is better for them, um, or like better for them in quotation marks. They've been told don't lift heavy because it's going to make you bulky. The, fuck, the word bulky, anyway, is bullshit. Oh, mate. That. That is a conversation in itself. But I always say, like, whenever a girl says to me, I don't want to get bulky, I will say, look, first and foremost, I've been powerlifting for five years and I'm still not as bulky as I want to be. So it's not going to happen overnight. 
Number two, unless you're let's be let's be brutally honest about it, unless you're taking steroids as a female or smashing ten thousand calories a day, you're not going to get bulky. And number three, there is something a little bit sexy about a girl who has a pair of shoulders. I'm just saying. Yeah, I like on this one just to sort of touch back into wrestling as well. Like, I think actually WWE and, and women's wrestling in general has done a really good job of showing females in an empowered state um, yes. looking good and enjoying themselves and then when they go this is a performance centre the girls and the guys are doing pretty much outside of the weights being slightly different the exact same thing do and you know what in fantastic shape I was going to say the, like you, you like you mentioned about women's wrestling now, obviously back when you first started watching it and in the Attitude Era it was pretty much they hired models to do yeah. bra and panties matches and you know like don't get me wrong I'm a red-blooded male I like seeing girls in underwear but there's a time and a place and it's not in wrestling and when you say they're like I think the WWE especially and I will take my hat off to them they've done an amazing job with not only empowering the women um and you know you could argue that finally they're putting on the same pedestal as the men's wrestlers you know the fact that they headlined Wrestlemania two is it last year no two years ago sorry yeah um but also like when you see them in the in the performance center like you know when they're showing raw footage it's not you know these women wrestlers all doled up you know they've got their sweaty track gear on and you know, they're jumping around the ring and rolling around. And like you said, they're doing pretty much the same thing as the dudes are. And I think like, it doesn't matter that it took them years to get there. It's the fact they finally got there. And, yeah. you know, the, the women wrestlers are arguably more over than the men. I mean, I could whinge about Charlotte Flair all day long, but look at her. She's an amazing wrestler. Yeah, all right. She's been overused in my opinion, but... Wing of the wing of the daughter of Ric Flair. What, yeah, walking, and, what do you expect? And as athletically gifted as she is, I think mean, I wish they would do more to showcase just how athletic the, the females are. Like Bianca Belair is just oh, mate. an athlete. Yeah, she's incredible. Like I remember seeing. I don't know if you watched them, but they did. Um, YouTube videos of the performance centre and there was a, sh- a very short clip about Bianca Belair just doing one of her workouts and like her track background and stuff and how how ridiculously strong she is yeah like she's lifting more than I can I'm like fuck yeah, that's, yeah. and that's cool that's, that's so yeah that's so amazing. Cool that she, just, she has that strength within her yeah I think it's amazing like um if you if you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend the uh, uh, women's rumble from this year because mwah, just the final sequence with Bianca Bella and Rhea Ripley is like fucking you know, yeah, oh, so good. Um, and I just think, yeah, you know, they're finally moving away from you know the sexy diva, as it were, and they're moving on to people like Rhea Ripley, who is a tattooed, slightly death metal light and I'm like I've got I've got a lot of time for that and Bianca Belair like yeah how the fuck do we get into women's I mean AEW could do much better than women's division but they're getting there I mean it's growing and it's getting there and that's a it's a process over the time we got there from um, 
uh, winning's influence, I would, I suppose you could say, yeah, yeah, yeah. the media. Um, yeah. And again, this, this is from, this is completely from a male's point of view. So I'm, I guess I'm fortunate in a way that I, I haven't had that experience firsthand. Um, and I, I, I solely feel for, for females where they have to have that pushed on them and that, that viewpoint pushed on them. I'm, I'm hopeful that as we're moving forward, it actually sort of corrects itself and we move into a better landscape where it's just about being fitter and healthier. I think it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Like the, There are more and more females um, who, you know, like some of my clientele, the reason they... Like the reason they chose the PT in the first place is because they wanted to get in a squat rack or they felt intimidated or they were like, oh, I'm too scared to go into the uh, sausage section as one of my one of my guys calls it. And I'm just like, I still think that it's mental that in 2021, we call it the men's area. Like, come on. Yeah. It's like, come on. It's uh, it, it, it needs to stop. And I think, I think... I think women need to it's easier said than done I think they need to have a bit more courage and just walk into the weight room and not and not be scared and I appreciate it's easier said than done because if there was some absolute gorilla who's four foot taller than me and five times wider I'd probably be a bit scared to go in there but most of the time and I jokingly say this but most of the time the big muscle blokes in the gym are more interested in that new vein in their bicep than they are of you and that's that's true but again if you're a female wants to get to the weight room and there's you know and you're a little bit intimidated speak to a member of staff go do you mind if you just show me this that and the other yeah trust me someone who works at a gym would be more than happy to spend an hour with you than cleaning bloody treadmills 100% because that is the worst job in the world it is it is indeed we've all in been fact, I, I once had to clean shit out of a shower in my old gym. I'm fortunate that I've never had to do that. I mean, you trumped me on your, your cleaning history. Yeah, there. yeah, that was that 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 was a dark day in my PT career. They didn't tell me about this during PT school, but that no, happened no. once. <sighs> anyway, uh, should we move on to your last one? one. That's yeah. This one's probably a little bit more on a machine. Although in saying that, I'm sorry, they're not being particularly that funny. They've also had a bit of a serious twist to them. Um, my final one is my own views, like, or my own perception of social media. So the, the main thing that I hate about the fitness industry is not so much the fitness industry itself, but my own, my own primitive views, how I still get caught up on they're bigger than me they lift more than me like why are they doing this and I'm not doing that and I have to then tell myself it doesn't matter because that's not my life that's their life yeah but yeah. there's still a very primitive side to me that goes well he's bigger than I am so he must be doing better than I am who gives a fuck but, yeah. but I give a fuck for me that's that's the main thing that I hate about it I think it's something that I, I like speaking about and I like talking about because it's I think sometimes as, as PTs, we can often be seen as like, yeah, we have everything like worked out and we, we know what we're doing. But actually, uh, when it comes to it, I, I get as caught up on social media as everybody else does. Like, I, I get caught up on that they're doing better than me or they're faster than me or they can jump higher than me. I, but 
they're only 21 and they're already more jacks than I am. And how's that fair? Then I have to go. It's not my life. It's their life. Yeah, I also every single person I've done this with has put social media in it, and I was almost going to ban you from putting on it because I knew it would come up. But your twist on it is slightly more interesting. So, obviously, as personal trainers, um, in fact, I'll tell you a funny story about this. But as personal trainers, we are often put on a pedestal, as in, like we are supposed to be elite compared to everyone else. And I remember not that long ago, I went on a um, I went on a socially distanced walking coffee date and she even said to me oh, I was a little bit scared about coming because you're a personal trainer and I was like why are you scared oh you know because you're jacked and whatever you and I'm I'm just a normal person I was like I'm just a normal dude but I happen to really love weightlifting and made a career out of it like I've got a pizza tattoo I've got a donut tattoo I've got a tattoo of a fucking ice cream I am not the epitome of health and fitness um, and I can tell you now from being in this industry for years personal trainers are probably got more hang-ups than most people I know and it's fucking mental because we're the ones telling people oh don't get hung up on so-and-so yeah like you just said oh I'm not as big as him I'm not as you know I'm not as strong as him or whatever and I just, yeah social media can be a fucking horrible place in that aspect but then like you said you know everybody's on social media yeah everybody's on social media pretty much the same purpose to put their highlight package out there to show their best highlights and for the most part most people on social media especially when they are producers of social media to promote some form of product to put a product forward so they want to show their best side so then they can put the product forward yes and i completely understand that from from being a producer myself like i i do online coaching now or like i do personal training i if i didn't do that if i was in an office job nine to five where i didn't have to worry about making making sales because we'll be blatantly honest about it that's really what it is if i didn't have to worry about that I would like to think that I wouldn't have a social media because I, I wouldn't need it and I would just it. but then I still know I would have one because I know that I'd feel like I'd be missing out on something and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. I don't put any blame on anybody for putting stuff out there for posting the best highlights while I disagree and while I don't like the fact that people edit photos to make themselves look better and I think that's a really wrong way of doing stuff I, I can see why they do it because they are promoting a product are they doing it the right way no but the doctors in the 50s that were promoting cigarettes and saying oh these (laughs) they were also wrong and I feel like this is just a process of time where that will eventually be pulled out yeah it's um it's it's a weird place and um I remember James Smith saying that you know like less than one percent of the world's population are going to be genetically gifted and yet we now have this platform where we could just go and look at them willy-nilly yeah so it's hardly surprising when i see people having hang-ups on their own body when they're following um i'm not big on influencers but we'll use kim kardashian as an example that's you know i can think of like these girls go but i haven't got you know i don't have the arse that she has and you go yeah but you know, she probably takes about 50 pictures before she picks one that she likes and then someone will edit it, put a filter on it, 
make it look as good as possible before it goes online you and I don't have that luxury yeah right you can put an Instagram filter on it but you know I can't photoshop my pictures I wouldn't photoshop my pictures because I think it's I think it's unfair and it's wrong to sell a lie like what's the point in going yeah buy this and you'll be as big as me when you're having to pump up your biceps or whatever and you know what I don't have a problem with people advertising stuff on social media like fair enough as long as it's not something harmful like fucking skinny coffee or you know if you're promoting a protein shake fair enough cool fine but what people don't see or hear about is they've had to diet for maybe six weeks you know to get that physique they've deprived themselves they've probably they're probably that lean for that long that they stopped menstruating their health's fucked and the thing that really pisses me off about social media is everybody thinks all oh, lean is healthy you're like from someone who has been lean is it was probably the worst i've ever felt in my life yeah so whilst i get it and I'm, I'm not mad at it but then you know when you get again doris at the gym pulls out her phone and goes i want to look like this and you just have to go right she in that picture has been photoshopped she's been filtered she went on a probably went on a crash diet for 12 weeks she has had a period in four months you're telling me you want all of this when you're eating pizzas once a week and you go out and get pissed every friday and saturday like yeah people don't seem to realize that if you want that athletic lean physique you either need to be a fucking athlete and be an elite athlete or you starve yourself to the point that your body stops functioning and it's like you can't be an elite athlete so you're gonna have to starve yourself and i i yeah i i it again it breaks my heart that some girls look at and go i want to look like that and you have to kind of go there is nothing more unattractive than a girl who cannot menstruate and their hair's falling out yeah and like just just for their own just for their own health and their own well-being again i think this is the the bit that i hate with it really is whatever this whatever this primitive thing inside of us always the almost goes straight to jealousy and wanting something else rather than thinking about his own selves and thinking actually what do i want what do i need out of this like what is going to give me the most fulfillment in life yeah like, is it, uh, you want to be down at a body fat percentage is that actually going to fulfill you like yes these people are, are shredding online but like you said there's there's a whole host of things that go into it that unless you really enjoy doing that stuff it's not it's not enjoyable so what that it's that primitive thing of going forget everybody else what do i want what do i need out of life to, yeah. to be happy yeah it's uh there is this culture of oh he's bigger than me and I know a few people who get jealous of so and so because he's absolutely enormous but then like you said he's probably taking a concoction of steroids he is I mean look at Hollywood actors like oh they get absolutely massive yeah they're probably on steroids without telling everyone they've got the money to have a chef who can literally cook their meals to their macros so they're getting 
the nutrition they need. So they're getting performance enhancing drugs. They have got access to, you know, the best equipment because they've got all the money. And yet you're trying to compare yourself to a Marvel superhero. And you're like, no, I'll never be as jacked as fucking Thor because he's the god of thunder and has probably eaten more steroids than I ever need to eat ever. So and Thor, also, he's he's probably still unhappy with some essence of how yeah. he looks. Yeah, and he's looking at someone else going, I wish I could look like them. Arnold hated his calves. This is the man that everybody looks at. Oh, yeah. I wish I looked like Arnold. And he hated his calves. He probably looks at this and goes, I really want your, your calves. I'm fucking sick. <laughs> like, you know, we all have hang-ups. Um, it's acknowledging those hang-ups, I think. It's, uh, so did you know that um, Chris Hemsworth is playing Hulk Hogan in a Netflix movie? Yeah, yeah. So there was, um, there was a thing the other day and I I either saw or read this Hulk Hogan interview and there was a picture of Chris Hemsworth uh, online recently him doing like some tyre presses his arms to be fair look fucking massive and Hulk Hogan went yeah they're nearly as big as mine were and I'm just like oh Chris Hemsworth has probably poured his heart and has taken so many he's probably worked his ass off and eaten so much to get there and then there's Hulk Hogan going still not there mate and it's like oh so this is the thing like to get to that kind of jacked size you literally need to be eating thousands of calories a day you need to be lifting fucking heavy you know your sleep has to be bang on like i've touched on a minute ago you probably have to be taking a concoction of steroids um yeah when when it comes to when it comes to wrestlers when it comes to hulk hogan i can tell you from experience that being able to get consistent calories while you're out on the road doesn't happen. It's difficult, being yeah. Get, being able to get consistent sleep while you're out on the road doesn't happen. Being able to get in like a consistent workout routine just doesn't happen. And yet, these guys that, from a wrestling point of view, we all aspire to be, when I was younger, I was like, I want to be The Rock. Uh, yeah. It just, there's a um, there's a separation between reality and and, and wrestling. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the Rock because he is enormous nowadays, and Huge. like we we've all seen his cheat videos and his diet on YouTube. And now I still I still suspect he's probably dabbling in gear, but even if he's not, that you know let let's let's just say for argument's sake he's not. He definitely but let's say he's not he eats like a truck yeah like he eats so much and it's not you know KFC bargain buckets like he's eating seven meals a day of chicken fish rice greens and I'm like are you really prepared to not only spend a fortune on your shopping bill but to eat that regularly to the point and you know I've done bulking and stuff before and eating yeah, four or five thousand calories a day is fucking hard work sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's clean, clean foods like you said, you know, chicken, rice, broccoli, sweet potato. It's a lot of food, man. It's a lot. So there's so much that goes on in the background, but obviously these aren't being presented on your social medias, on your Instagrams, and this and that. And it's so easy for people to kind of, oh, I wish I was his size. You, you don't know the ins and outs like yeah. he he doesn't work at Tesco's you know he 
you know, there's there's always that story of, um, especially older wrestlers who, you know, they worked on the doors and slept in cars and stuff yeah. like. For all you, for all you know, that could be, you know, a bodybuilder who literally has nowhere to live, earns peanuts, but that's his life. And I'm sorry, Sharon, but that's not your life. You've got three kids yeah. and a full-time job to look after. So there's, there's, yeah, like I said, Instagram is very much a highlight package and you rarely see the outtakes or the bad times. And whilst, you know, not everyone's going to put all their bad times on Instagram, I do, I do think people just need to be a bit more mindful that just because someone's posting a picture of their new Lamborghini, for example... You know, they've probably worked 10, 15 years. They probably did more overtime than you would ever dream of doing. So, yeah. Yeah. Or they've just rented it. They've rented yeah, it. They rented it. Social media really is the next step on from photo albums. So, we take photos and we put them in albums so we could keep them and look back over them. Yeah. But now, everybody can see us photo albums. So, we want to make sure they, they look the best yeah. and it's it's a really socially I think it's a really weird and a mentally taxing thing that I don't think we recognise yet as a society or we are beginning to recognise it I for, for me the social media platform that I will never understand is TikTok I will never get it for as long as I live how can a fucking video of some knob dancing get more views than I don't even know it, it, it baffles me I think it all comes down to algorithm really in the oh, of course it does at, at the moment and so if we're looking at social media and this from people that might be listening that don't really don't really have the ins and outs of it looking from our point of view where we are producers of social media when it comes to like the algorithm of it it's just very open the for you page on tiktok is literally just giving you loads of stuff whereas now and it probably gives you 20 percent of what is on tiktok maybe or even less than that maybe 10 yeah <laughs> the explore page on one second <clears throat> the explore page on instagram um maybe gives you one percent of what yeah people put even less so really the only reason why people are getting more views on tiktok for dancing is because it's more available to be seen yeah and then this becomes this weird game of like then people get involved in that because they think that that's the way to do it when really it's just the algorithm and at some point that's going to shut down and there's going to be a certain amount of people that make tiktoks that get the views and then the next thing comes along and it's just Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, I've... Uh, yeah, the whole... It Again, I've, this is the third time I've used it. It was heartbreaking seeing... Like, I, I know people personally who have got body hang-ups and then they'll post a picture of said model and go, body goals, and I'm like you're only making things worse for yourself yeah like I know it's easier said than done but the day that you can learn to love what you have and I said this to a client the other day when it gets to the, the stage where you look in the mirror and go yeah I'm relatively happy with what I see but then you're also happy with your performance in the gym your lifestyle 
and like all these little things once you get to that that's when you then go yeah I'm happy and for some people they look in the mirror and go oh well I'm not as big as him and then like I I could yeah I could certainly be leaner I could certainly be bigger but I don't want to eat less calories and I certainly don't want to be eating nearly 6,000 calories a day you know I'm more than happy for the time being anyway until the gyms do reopen I've got my private garage gym I'm more than happy just doing some compounds every now and again like, my, like most of us like my training's gone to shit so most people's but Absolutely. I'm not letting it I'm not letting it get the better of me do you know what I'm happy like I say I'm happy going to my garage do three sets of three heavy deadlifts and calling it a day yeah absolutely I, at the moment I've been I've got some dumbbells I'll put together like a little circuit where I'll do like just a bit of pump and fluff stuff three sets of ten on everything is it fatiguing? not really does it just get me moving a little bit? yeah and yeah. for the moment all I need to do and I'm good yeah that's like I'm, I miss doing all the accessory stuff in the gym but I know that as long as I keep on top of my uh, compounds and everything, it will it will be fine. But you know, you know, I went for like months in the first lockdown, didn't lift a didn't lift a finger. Yeah, don't didn't feel like, like my strength didn't take that much of a battering. Um, I actually lost a bit of weight in the first lockdown. I put on a little bit after Christmas, but because it is Christmas. But again, like I said earlier, as long as you know the tools to reverse it if you want to reverse it then that's that's the happy spot in life yeah and i yeah. just think you know don't be guilty for missing a workout because there's a lot of us who are fucking missing workouts yeah absolutely absolutely i'll tell you what just to finish off with an extra bonus thing i hate about the health, the health fitness industry oh, so home workouts bollocks <laughs> the worst i like they don't compare to the gyms in any sort of essence that it's just not the same I hate working out at home I get far too sweaty too quickly because the heating's on and I'm just boiling my tits <laughs> um, when people post home workouts online it's like it's all well and good if you have this and this and this but you're posting it to people that probably don't have any of that and I've been yeah. guilty of that when I posted home workout stuff because that was I was like what do I do now that the gyms have closed I better post some stuff and they are useful for some people I just think that it's like nobody enjoys doing them like it's not kid ourselves like some people might enjoy doing them and work out at home and that's cool but for the most part they've probably worked out where they can have their own little gym in an area where they yeah. go to nobody enjoys rolling out a yoga mat getting some dumbbells in the front room and going boy I can't believe that I'm using these twos again <laughs> do you know what I I've been quite quiet about it but I also fucking hate home workouts they are the worst and what makes it even worse is like you I've always separated home and the gym as two completely separate things so I have a gym in my garage but the garage is at the back of the garden so it's still that little bit of yeah like separation and I had to spend a lot of money in that garage gym but that's neither here nor there but the idea of doing burpees in my front room I couldn't think of anything worse because my fucking PlayStation 5 is upstairs my kitchen is only around the corner there's so many other things that distract me or I'm thinking of doing instead I just think nah and and just because you can pick four or five random workouts together 
and make a home workout video, just don't. Just fucking don't. I'm sick of everyone doing it. And what what's wrong with just going, yeah, we're in a global pandemic. The gyms are shut. Let's just have a bit of time off. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, said, I've said to some people, like, okay, gyms are shut. It's a bit rubbish. But think of the positives. All those little niggly injuries that you had are probably starting to heal. You know, you were probably put like burning the candle at both ends of going out partying, gymming, and work. Well, at the minute, two of those have been alleviated, so you're probably catching up some sleep. Probably a bit well rested. I feel great at the minute. Absolutely, this is but, the most sleep I've had in easily ten years. Yeah, this is the most downtime I've had in forever, and it's it's great. It's absolutely bloody wonderful. But I'm pleased you picked home workouts because I equally hate them as much as you they suck um anything else you want to sign off with or anything else you want to say before we uh conclude uh not really like i'll plug it just because who knows what who's listening um so if you have any listeners that are based up in like a yorkshire area um the school that we are launching is pursuit pro wrestling um we're based in sheffield um we're looking to get started once the government opens stuff back up again and we can do um i I don't know when this is going to go out but i had a message off my guy today saying that we've got the keys for it so we're actually in it's just a case of getting stuff constructed but yeah Yeah, if you're in the york area if you're interested in wrestling but you just want to give it a go um pursue pro wrestling on instagram is the place to look do you know what i've always wanted to give it a go because i've got a background in brazilian jiu-jitsu and obviously being a lifelong wrestling fan i've always wanted to give it a go just to see what it would feel like like yeah i know yeah. i'm gonna get this shit kicked out i mean i know a chop's gonna fucking hurt but i would i would love to give it a go i actually did a little bit of um um like roman grappling wrestling as part of yeah. Brazilian jiu-jitsu so yeah if anybody is up that way definitely give it a go or even just you know, follow their Instagram, buy a t-shirt. They have got a merch range, you know, wrestling's fucking cool. Um, watch more wrestling. Um, do you want to plug your own social media or you probably should do, shouldn't I? Um, it's Lazarus underscore PT on, um, on Instagram. And then it's also Lazarus personal training on YouTube, where again, if you're interested in wrestling, I talk about wrestling on there. I'm talking about AEW dark quite a lot at the moment. Um, I talk about fitness stuff um, and then I've been posting some um, vlogs about Pursuit Pro Wrestling as well so that's Lazarus Personal Training on YouTube one final question Um, what were your thoughts on Christian Cage being the uh, most recent AEW AEW signing I'm alright with it Um, I'm not as excited as many people are um, but that's because I think that AEW have probably reached the limit of bringing people in to the company now and I think any more than this it'll get a little bit stagnant I'm excited to see what they do with him Um, hopefully it's a chance to elevate some younger talent or some more improving talent up to a point where it just gives them a little bit more cred and a little bit more um, a little bit more noteworthiness around the name in the same way that they've put Darby Allen with Sting and they've put him against Team Taz um, that's all helped to build them up so I'm hoping they use Christian Cage well and put him against some dudes that could do with the uh, TV time okay one final final question because you brought him up Sting like Magnus. what what what, what <laughs> Like, like he obviously uh, had to retire 
in 2015. And then he turns back up in AEW, takes a power bomb. He's now doing a match. I was like, the fuck? This is brilliant. Like, I think for, for Sting, it was a case of going out on his own terms. I don't think there was there were certain things in WWE that he wasn't particularly happy with. Um, yeah. And I think this was a chance for him to really go, right, I'm, I'm going to win my career. How I want to win it. Um, it's just been fun to shout it's Sting while Ella, yeah. my girlfriend. <laughs> and I... I do agree that every wrestler should go out the way they want, which is why I feel a little bit sorry for The Undertaker, but he... Yeah. Like, he... Sh- he should have called it a day long ago. But I'm glad he got the AJ Styles match and was able to finish on a on a high because that Bernie Young match was brilliant. If not ridiculous, it was brilliant. I loved it. Uh, Liam, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a pleasure chatting. Um, I'm going to end the podcast and then we'll actually say our proper goodbyes off air. Um, but yeah, if you um, enjoyed this podcast, you can go onto my Instagram. Uh, I am Chris McKeegan PT is the username. You can click the link in my bio. You can listen to all the podcasts. They are currently, off the top of my head, 17, including this one. So there's loads to listen to. Um, But yeah, I hope you all have a great day and I'll catch you on the next one. Ta-ra!